Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. It may be that no one on earth has died from the coronavirus. I know that's a bold statement, but listen to the facts. Coronavirus has been vaguely linked, connected, or associated with existing conditions of patients. The virus is known to make diseases worse, and it is those diseases that kill the people, not the coronavirus. Deaths by heart disease, cancer, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, Alzheimer's, etc. are no longer the causes of death on death certificates. COVID-19 is now always listed as the cause of death. I will show you that this happened in 1918 as well. A friend told me of three people she personally knows who died of heart attacks and strokes since March. Their death certificates list COVID-19 as the cause of the death. According to Washington State's KTTH 770 AM, Washington State counts gunshot victims as coronavirus-related deaths, state public health officials admit. In a telephone press briefing a couple of weeks ago, public health officials with the Washington State Department of Health acknowledge their data collection is, uh, they say, unusual. So our method that we use to give up-to-date counts related to COVID death is not our usual process, they said for how we track data for deaths in Washington, according to Dr. Katie Hutchison, health statistics manager for the DOH. We had to modify what we normally do in order to quickly meet the data and informational needs of the pandemic. Hmm. We're aware that there is some confusion about how this works and whether or not this modified process is accurate. Well, it seems obvious that their data is not accurate. They imply as much. Our dashboard numbers do include any death to a person that has tested positive to COVID-19. That means if a COVID-19 patient dies of a gunshot wound or in a car crash, the data lists that patient as a coronavirus death. If a tree falls on a coronavirus patient and kills them, it's listed as a coronavirus death. The Washington Post says people with chronic health conditions such as heart disease and diabetes were hospitalized six times or more often than other healthy individuals infected with the coronavirus during the first four months of the pandemic, and they died 12 times more often, according to a new report published by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And let me add here that these people with those diseases, which have been killing those people for a long time, have had their deaths listed as COVID-19 deaths. And here's from the Texas 
Department of State Health Services, has been combining reports, COVID-19 diagnostic and antibody tests, which experts warn may misrepresent the positivity rate. Hmm. DSHS was combining COVID-19 test numbers, causing some to say that was skewing the positivity rate, which is the number of people who test positive for the virus compared to the total number of people tested. There's a big difference between PCR testing and antibody testing. PCR testing checks if you have the virus now, while antibody testing checks if you've ever had the virus. The CDC has said that it will separate those numbers in the coming weeks. Well, did you know the CDC was skewing numbers to show more positive cases of COVID-19 than there really are? Of course, people have figured it out. But now the government has come clean. Really? Do you really think they're going to change arriving at false numbers? No. They'll just find a way around them like they always do. However, the fact that COVID-19 is nowhere near as virulent as the seasonal flu and does not come close to the 1918 Spanish flu they keep comparing it to and the numbers have been lied about to give a greater number of dead from COVID-19 will not stop the United Nations global government from shutting everything down again. CNN is reporting a new surge in coronavirus cases worldwide, including a new surge in the U.S. and Germany just locked down some of its neighborhoods around a slaughtering house. Russia is preparing for a new wave in the fall. China is already in the throes of a second wave of coronavirus. And according to Debkafile, the coronavirus has already gotten a new wave hitting in Israel. One scientist has reported the coronavirus is dying out. While the governments still want you to stay scared, one scientist is crying wolf. This J-Post article about Dr. Matteo Bassetti says... As the race to find a coronavirus vaccine heats up, one Italian scientist believes the pandemic will dissipate on its own. The clinical impression I have is that the virus is changing in severity, Dr. Matteo Bassetti, the head of the Infectious Diseases Clinic at the San Martino Hospital, said. In March and early April, the patterns were completely different. People were coming to the emergency department with a very difficult-to-manage illness, and they needed oxygen and ventilation. Some developed pneumonia. But in the past month, the picture has completely changed in terms of patterns, he said. As evidence, Bassetti pointed to the growing rate of recoveries in the elderly population whom are deemed to be at the greatest risk. It was like an aggressive tiger in March and April, but now it's like a wildcat. 
Even elderly patients aged 80 or 90 are now sitting up in bed and they're breathing without help. The same patients would have died in two or three days before, the study said. I think the virus has mutated because our immune systems react to the virus and we have a lower viral load now due to the lockdown, mask wearing and social distancing. We still have to demonstrate why it's different now, he said. The reason why the coronavirus has become less potent and will eventually dissipate is because of social distancing and mask wearing, said Bassetti in World Israel News. Other scientists have panned Bassetti's statement as untrue and even as, well, an expletive, I won't repeat. COVID-19 and the Spanish flu. Is there really a connection? Well, you bet there is, but not in the way we've been told. COVID-19 has been compared to the 1918 Spanish flu by the New World Order folks who want you to be scared of the coronavirus. COVID-19 is nowhere near as virulent, but the world powers want to scare people into compliance with coming global government changes and people everywhere are no more scared than of disease. So the threat of disease is being used as a cover for many coming changes including less population and a different kind of economic system. I will probably tell you more about that next week. Here are some things you need to know about the 1918 flu that will tell you everything you need to know about COVID-19 and the New World Order. In an article on MinaReport.com is this headline. Did Rockefeller create the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 by Eugene Abramoff on May 23, 2020? He says, it started with the Rockefeller Institute's crude bacterial meningitis vaccination experiment on, you got it, U.S. troops. The 1918-1919 bacterial vaccination experiment may have killed 50 to 100 million people. What if the story we've been told about this pandemic isn't true. What if instead the killer infection was neither the flu nor Spanish in origin? Newly analyzed documents reveal that the quote-unquote Spanish flu may have been a military vaccine experiment gone awry. The reason modern technology has not been able to pinpoint the killer influenza strain from this pandemic is because influenza was not the killer. The pandemic was not flu. An estimated 95% or higher of the deaths were caused by bacterial pneumonia, not an influenza virus. Folks, that is exactly what the CDC and other health organizations say about COVID-19. It causes bacterial pneumonia. 
unlike the 1918 virus, COVID-19, however, does wreak havoc with other weak systems of the body. The pandemic was not Spanish. The first cases of bacterial pneumonia in 1918 traced back to military bases, the first one in Fort Riley, Kansas. From January 21st to June 4th, 1918, an experimental bacterial meningitis vaccine cultured in horses, hang on to that word horses, by the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research in New York was injected into soldiers at Fort Riley. During the remainder of 1918, as those soldiers, often living and traveling under poor sanitary conditions, were sent to Europe to fight, they spread bacteria at every stop between Kansas and the front-line trenches in France. One study describes soldiers with active infections who were aerosolizing the bacteria that colonized their noses and throats, while others, often in the same breathing spaces, were profoundly susceptible to invasion of and rapid spread through their lungs by their own or others colonizing bacteria. The quote-unquote Spanish flu attacked healthy people in their prime. Bacterial pneumonia attacks people in their prime. Flu attacks the young, old, and immunocompromised. When World War I ended on November 11, 1918, soldiers returned to their home countries and colonial outposts, spreading the bacterial pneumonia worldwide. During World War I, the Rockefeller Institute also sent its experimental anti-meningococcal serum to England, France, Belgium, Italy and other countries helping spread the epidemic worldwide. During the pandemic of 1918 and 19, the so-called Spanish flu killed 50 to 100 million people, including many soldiers. Many people do not realize that disease killed far more soldiers on all sides than machine guns or mustard gas or anything else typically associated with World War I. Well, just imagine that. The Rockefellers were involved in experimenting with how to kill millions of people a century ago. Now, let's tie in the Rockefellers with some other folks, Bill and Melinda Gates. First, we need to know who founded the Council on Foreign Relations. Well, there were 13 founders, with David Rockefeller being one of them. Herbert Hoover and Alan Dulles are two other names you might easily recognize. Fast forward to today. Guess who is the most famous face of the Council on Foreign Relations today? Bill and Melinda Gates. Now, there are some other notable names like Tom Brokaw. (laughs) There's one you probably didn't know about. And Madeline Albright. Oh, my. 
Brokaw and Albright are not running around the world pushing the Rockefeller's vaccination agenda, though. It's Bill and Melinda Gates who are carrying on the Rockefeller tradition of murdering people using bacteria and then lying about it, saying it's a virus. By the way, modern medicine was founded not by a doctor but by an oil tycoon and a robber baron, John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie. These two men have been trying to kill the natural medicine industry in favor of their own pocketbooks, and their foundations are still in the business of lying to the public about the efficacy of vitamins, minerals, and other natural healing methods. Who do you think it was that prevented the world from knowing polio can be 100% cured using high-dose vitamin C. Vitamin C was stonewalled after Dr. Klenner proved it to be a cure for polio in 1949 before the polio vaccines ever came out. It was Sabin of Salk and Sabin fame working for the Rockefellers who brought out the Salk and Sabin vaccines. Sabin, working for the Rockefellers, may have been involved in repressing the truth about vitamin C. Now let's just stick with polio for a minute. Polio is a virus, or so they say, but they also say you need a vaccination to prevent it. Who has a vested interest in getting people to take vaccines over taking vitamin C? Well, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, you know, the New World Order folks, those people. They are lining their pockets with your money by introducing a known viral killer into the general populace. And here's a fact you need to know. Although major polio epidemics were unknown before the 20th century, the disease has caused paralysis and death for much of human history. Suddenly, a virus that is known to have killed very few people throughout history begins to kill half a million people and the only allowed cure was not a cure but a prevention called a vaccine when there was a cure available high dose vitamin C who had a vested interest in making sure millions of people worldwide would be scared out of their drawers and would rush to get vaccinated Rockefeller Carnegie and others who were benefiting from it the game the New World Order is playing today using COVID-19 coronavirus is the same game they were playing 100 years ago. Only this time, the effect is intended to be dire, permanent change. The problem they're having with COVID-19 is that it just isn't virulent enough. Wuhan was working on introducing bat 
DNA into the coronavirus to make it mutate quickly, but they couldn't make it quite as virulent as polio or the so-called Spanish flu, and they couldn't create another polio or Spanish flu epidemic either because they've been vaccinating against these. Now, new outbreaks of these man-made diseases would let the truth out that these diseases were man-made deliberately and spread deliberately and there are known cures for them. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Let me just, I got a little wordy there. I'm not going to type this out in my script. They couldn't have another polio epidemic, which is very virulent. They couldn't have another bacteriological Spanish flu epidemic, which is very virulent. They, they've already used those, you see. They had to bring another one. They're having a hard time getting another one that's virulent enough like them. But if we started having, you know, a huge outbreak of polio or the former Spanish flu epidemic after they've vaccinated people against polio and have been vaccinating people against the flus, you see what they would be doing is opening the doors to people figuring out they've been lied to all these years. And, of course, then, you know, nobody would have reason to buy their vaccinations back to the script they couldn't have that so they've been working across the globe to create viruses that will kill people by the millions and quickly apostle john in revelation describes those coming viruses It has been said that the Rockefeller family has affected modern society to a degree, but what most do not realize is just how much they've made an impact. The family name has now been linked to the suppression of natural medicine to found big pharmaceutical companies and make big money. Rockefeller's interest in medicine came when he found out that vitamins could be produced from oil and presumed pharmaceutical drugs. This was a financially rewarding opportunity for Rockefeller as he concluded that he could monopolize not only the oil business but also chemical and medical industries. Petrochemicals were a new discovery that could be patented and which would bring about maximum revenues. The only thing stopping Rockefeller was the fact that herbal and natural remedies were popular in the USA at that time. About half of the medical professionals in the U.S. were practicing holistic medicine based on understandings from Europeans and Native Americans. And of course, you know that at the top of the New World Order food chain is the Rockefeller family. And here's another thing you probably didn't know. Did you know that the Rockefellers, like the Trumps, have within the last 40 years married into Judaism? The Rockefeller Growalds were married in the early 1980s. Just like Ivanka, Trump's daughter, married a Chabad Jew, so did Eileen Rockefeller, daughter, marry a Jew 30 years 
earlier. These are going a long way toward pushing the Jewish non-biblical Zionist agenda. The association between the Rockefellers and Judaism goes further back. David Rockefeller was given the World Brotherhood Award by the Jewish Theological Seminary of America in 1953. And further back yet, in November 1928, John D. Rockefeller Jr. contributed $500,000, that's a big sum of money for back then, toward the fund being raised for the further development of Jewish farm settlements in Russia. Now, the Rockefellers are not Jewish but they are so associated with Judaism that the Chinese actually believe the Rockefellers are Jewish. So, that so-called Spanish flu, well, it should have been called the Rockefeller flu. And here's more about that flu from NCBI. Those articles are so helpful. Bacteriologic and histopathologic results from published autopsy series clearly and consistently implicated secondary bacterial pneumonia caused by common upper respiratory tract bacteria in most influenza fatalities. Strep infections, and not the flu virus itself, may have killed most people during the 1918 influenza pandemic. High aspirin dosing levels used to treat patients during the pandemic are now known to cause, in some cases, toxicity and a dangerous buildup of fluid in the lungs, which may have contributed to the incidence and severity of symptoms, bacterial infections, and mortality. Folks, it isn't the virus that kills you. The flu virus does not kill you. It is the subsequent and secondary infections your body gets trying to get rid of the bug that they, the New World Order, have introduced into your body. And most treatments for COVID-19, like taking NSAIDs, you know, ibuprofen, and being put on ventilators are the biggest causes of deaths. And believe me, scientists are getting good at spreading viruses. Now take a look at Revelation 9. It says there are two horse viruses, and I wrote about those during the coronavirus lockdown. There's a link there for you. It is no surprise who is behind the lies of COVID-19 non-pandemic. What might surprise you, though, is that John the Apostle foretold the world would be changed during the Great Tribulation using viruses. He did not know what he saw in his vision. He could only describe it. Only now, in this virus vaccination horror time, can we understand. Revelation 9.1 talks about locust viruses. 
Revelation 9.1, the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star from the heaven which had fallen to the earth. The key to the pit of the abyss was given to him. He opened the pit of the abyss and smoke went up out of the pit like the smoke from a burning furnace. The sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke from the pit. Then out of the pit came locusts on the earth and power was given to them as the scorpions of the earth have power. Well, locust DNA is being studied to control locust populations as Africa is being ravaged again this year by locust swarms. Now, do you think it's possible that Franken scientists have been working on creating a Franken locust that can be set loose on the earth that do not go after the greenery but go after the humans instead? Because in Revelation 9.4, it says those locusts were told that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those people who don't have God's seal on their foreheads. And what do you think is the possibility that these bigger than ever swarms, of which... There are great numbers of swarms this year were genetically modified and released into Africa to see if the scientific experimentation worked. You think I'm crazy? Think again. Here's more articles. I am not making this stuff up. You can't make this up. This is science fiction for all intents and purposes except that it's real. This article says locust research is designed to alter the behavior of locusts for the protection of crops. Well, we'll just read what it says. Dr. Song and his team are dedicated to improving our understanding of the evolution of locust behavior and the genetic mechanisms behind swarming with the aim of developing an effective method of controlling these pests to protect defenseless crops. Well, there was a a fiction movie, The Eighth Plague in the 1990s. That movie portrayed how scientifically modified locusts killed people. Remember, the New World Order always lets us know what they intend to do. This year's locust swarms are the worst on record. This also makes me wonder if the locusts have been modified and are now being used by the New World Order to create such a loss of crops that could see millions of people die from famine. I think you know the answer to that. Locusts are infestations that eat the greenery, but John's locusts do not eat the greenery, according to Revelation 9.4. Instead, they torment or eat the people, in verse 5, and they torment or eat particular people, those who do not have Yahweh's supernatural mark on their foreheads, according to verse 4. 
people will be tormented for five months with an infestation that hurts like being stung over and over by a scorpion according to Revelation 9 verse 5 Revelation 9 6 says these people will seek death but won't find it you know they have taken the mark of the beast that promises immortality some will actually obtain the immortality gene while others won't and I explain that in this other article that I've put the link to here and that smoke it comes from the pit underground laboratories but could it also be from the morgues burning bodies you know those folks that didn't get the immortality gene reports in China said that the morgues smoke from the furnace were clouding the skies and by the way this smoke smells like sulfur which is mentioned in the second woe of John's Revelation 9 Revelation 9 7 says the shapes of the locusts were like horses prepared for war on their heads were something like golden crowns and their faces were like people's faces well this is a coronavirus it has crowns the shape may refer to one of the attributes of this particular strain of coronavirus because these viruses are hybrids in this case given all the hybrid Nephilim style mutations scientists are working on these locust and horse viruses may actually be describing the same type of man-made viruses that come from combining locust and horse DNA or they may be separate viruses as well their faces were like human faces because humans are the target so this horse-like virus is prepared for war biological war here is where I speculated in my article saying that there are particular equine viruses that may be introduced into this particular coronavirus strain well I have now found the information that horse viruses were the start of Rockefeller's search for the one virus that will kill millions of people to reduce the population by 90% this is the figure that the Bible says the world's population will be reduced by and it just so happens that the new world order agrees that the world needs to be depopulated by 90% John saw the way locusts would be used and the weaponized horse serum viruses used by the Rockefellers in the early 1900s that are coming to decimate the earth's population at all the hands of those who assist the rise of mystery Babylon why do they need to use weaponized viruses well hang on I'm going to share 
The agenda of weaponizing viruses is for the governments of the world who are all involved with the United Nations beast of Revelation 13 is to reduce the population of the earth. The UN Agendas 21 and 2030 both provide pie-in-the-sky goals for all humanity, quote-unquote, that are just not attainable with the high population of the earth today, at least the way that they want to do things. The truth is that the earth will sustain 50 billion people when we do things Yahweh's way but the new world order is the government of Satan on the earth and he wants to destroy Yahweh's creation all of it oh including those humans who are cooperating with him of the new world order agenda 21 all nations signed on to it Agenda 21 was presented in 1992 as a non-binding agreement to work toward the betterment of humanity through sustainable development. 178 nations signed on to Agenda 21 in 1992. The U.S. is a signatory to the agreement. It is important for you to understand why the UN presented Agenda 21 as non-binding. It being non-binding doesn't mean that the nations don't have to do what they signed on to. It means that nations can sign on to it at the UN without getting the approval of their governments or their people because it is not regarded as a treaty. However, since the governments of the world signed on to the non-treaty agreement, they can still go home and begin pushing its agenda from the top without the approval of their senates, knessets, parliaments, etc. Do you see how sneaky this is? You, the people, have no recourse. The word non-binding is only there to keep you from having a say over your national policy through your representative government. And notice that the UN never tells anyone how they will make their goals work. They only present the goals. This is typical of the New World Order in that they have a requirement to tell people, the world, what they are doing, but they rarely explain how they will do it. That's the reason for fictional movies with different scenarios on how these goals will be achieved. Wikipedia says the 21 in Agenda 21 refers to the original target year of 2021 where they were hoping to achieve their development goals by then. It has been affirmed and had a few modifications at subsequent UN conferences since it found that 2021 was an overly optimistic date its new timeline is targeting 2030 the updated version is called Agenda 2030 
Agenda 21's goals included an increased push for family planning, you know, pregnancy prevention through expanding contraception and abortions to decrease the global birth rate, and wealth redistribution for non-elites. You know, the billionaires of the world, they're not going to redistribute their wealth, including Donald Trump. And don't think that philanthropy is the same as wealth redistribution. Agenda 21 involves management-related activities such as investment in infrastructure and human resources, thus creating employment opportunities, establishing the right infrastructure for educational and health care services, and providing family planning and mainstreaming of women's rights. Those quotes come from uh, the official UN publications. Family planning is designed to slow the birth rate among those impoverished populations of every nation on earth. But there is another happy accident that the New World Order realized work to slow birth rates, women's rights and equality. Women with jobs outside the home has proven to be an effective birth control. In the U.S., birth rates dropped dramatically during the years of women pushing for jobs rather than staying home. This fact having been noticed by the New World Order folks, spurred them to push women in poor regions and countries to become women's rights activists and to take jobs that men need to support their families. There are really three keys to Agenda 21 and 2030. Social justice, the global prevention of anti-Semitism and hate crimes are mentioned in UN reports, economic justice, redistributing all kinds of wealth including land and personal property, and environmental justice, climate change, the push for everyone to become vegan, industrial smokestack output reduction, etc., now, there is nothing wrong with wanting to save people and the earth from self-destruction. The evil in it is that it is being used to control and depopulate the earth, to put the earth totally in Satan's hands. According to this Agenda21course.com, the three primary tools used to accomplish this are called the three E's, social equality slash justice, that's identity, politics, and political correctness, and the politics of revenge and hate. Economic equality slash justice, that's socialism and communism. And environmental equity slash justice, that's global warming and global climate change and other environmental issues. The liberals expound endlessly on the importance of providing every victim of our unfair society the opportunity to achieve an equal outcome through government-sponsored programs. Unfortunately, they rarely admit the only folks who are being showered with extra support are minorities and, since there is no free lunch, whoever is paying for this 
those who are not minorities become victim number one in this supposedly great equity plan to save society in reality equity is just another way to redistribute wealth According to this Forbes magazine article, the FCCC's Environmental Program Executive Director Maurice Strong, who organized the first UN Earth Climate Summit in 1992 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, expressed an underlying priority very candidly. Now, folks, this may be one of the few times you're going to hear what the New World Order really has to say, but here's him being quoted. We may get to the point where the only way of saving the world will be for industrialized civilization to collapse. Isn't it our responsibility to bring this about? Strong left no doubt about where to place blame for global problems, stating in the conference report, It is clear that current lifestyles and consumption patterns of the affluent middle class, can you, can you believe they're calling the middle class affluent, involving high meat intake, consumption of large amounts of frozen and convenience foods, ownership of motor vehicles, golf courses, small electric appliances, home and workplace air conditioning and suburban housing are not sustainable. A shift is necessary toward lifestyles less geared to environmentally damaging consumption patterns. Former U.S. Senator Timothy Wirth, Democrat from Colorado, then representing the Clinton-Gore administration as U.S. Undersecretary of State for Global Issues, joined Maurice Strong in addressing the Climate Summit audience. He said, We have got to ride the global warming issue, even if the theory of global warming is wrong. We will be doing the right thing in terms of economic policy and environmental policy. And now, Worth heads the UN Foundation, which lobbies for hundreds of billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars to help underdeveloped countries fight such global climate change. There is a UN biodiversity assessment report that states that the following are not sustainable. Ski runs, grazing of livestock, plowing of soil, building fences, industry, single-family homes, paved and tarred roads, logging activities, dams and reservoirs, power line construction, economic systems that fail to set proper values on the environment. Well, here's what happens, and here is why the New World Order now needs viruses. President Bill Clinton promoted Agenda 21 under the threat of environmental Armageddon. President Barack Obama endorsed Clinton's efforts to have what was originally a voluntary effort for world leaders to comply to Agenda 21. Obama, believing climate change constituted an economic and security threat to the nation, signed on to the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015 which pledged its nearly 200 participants to work to stem global warming. 
Accordingly, on September 21, 2016, Obama instructed federal agencies to consider climate change when drawing up their national security plans. On the same day, the National Intelligence Council, the NIC, backed Obama with a report saying climate change is almost certain to have significant direct and indirect social, economic, political and security implications and pose significant national security challenges for the United States over the next two decades. Then President Trump became a stumbling block to this agenda, according to this article. President Trump momentarily stymied the UN movement to advance Agenda 21 worldwide in a White House Rose Garden event on June 2, 2017, and was harshly condemned when pulling out of the Paris Accords. President Trump has many times spoken of climate change as a total and very expensive hoax. On March 28, 2017, Trump declared the costs of complying with government regulations designed to limit climate change posed a greater threat to national security than did the changes themselves. Additionally, Trump rescinded Obama's 2016 National Security Memorandum and many of Obama's other climate-related directives. Trump's aim was to end regulatory burdens that unnecessarily encumber energy production, constrain economic growth, and prevent job creation. Well, there is another possibility for why Trump rescinded the Paris Accords and possibly the reason we now have viruses as the threat against humanity instead of climate change. The U.S. population wasn't buying into the climate change lies. The New World Order needed something that the people of the earth, under the democratic mindsets that say they have a say, could not confront and reject. Their answer is weaponized viruses. Fulfilling Revelation Chapter 9 Everything about Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 can only be accomplished through population reduction. It is not possible to have more jobs, more construction, more of everything for everyone as promised in the goals with the same number of people on the planet. The numbers just don't work. In order for everyone on the earth to have more, there has to be less everyone's. Thus, the age of governments at war against their own people using weaponized viruses as John the Apostle saw in Revelation 9. Some viruses like hepatitis, mumps, and HIV are known to affect human fertility. Chinese scientists have reported that coronavirus likely causes male infertility even after recovery from the virus. According to Dr. Paul Turek, seasonal flus are known to reduce male fertility. We think that it's due to the fever associated with the illness which overheats the testicles, he says. 
Vaccines are also suspected to reduce fertility in all humans. In 2014, Catholic bishops made an outcry against HCG-laced vaccines administered to Kenyan women because of the known infertility result. Some reported the conclusions of the bishops as conspiracy theory. A recent statement made by Melinda Gates that African Americans, second to health care workers, should be given priority access to the COVID-19 vaccine once it is available, should send shockwaves through everyone. Conspiracy theorists claims that Gates wants to use black people as guinea pigs for vaccine testing. No, that is not what she said. She wants to make sure black people have priority over others. Why? The reason is more sinister than even the conspiracy theorists realize. The COVID vaccine may be laced with substances that will cause infertility in human populations. It's not just about passing out contraceptives and abortions all the way through to full gestation anymore. It's about preempting pregnancy to begin with. Is it possible that vaccines given to certain populations will be laced with the dreaded HCG as the vaccines were in Kenya in 2014? I want you to listen while I read this NCBI article titled Vaccines for Immunological Control of Fertility. Vaccines, it says have been proposed as one of the strategies for population control. Immunocontraceptive vaccines can be designed to inhibit production of gametes, that's sperm and egg, functions of gametes leading to blocking of fertilization and gamete outcome, which is pregnancy. Immunization with gonadotropin-releasing hormone coupled to different carriers has shown curtailment in the production of sperm with concomitant infertility in various species. Immunization of non-human primates and men with ovine follicle-stimulating hormone has also resulted in reduced sperm output. Various spermatozoa-specific pro- proteins, rather, such as FA1, PH20, LDHC4, SP10, SP17, SP56, SPAG9, and Izumo, have been proposed as candidate antigens to develop contraceptive vaccines which have shown efficacy in inhibiting fertility in different animal models. Immunization with Zona pellicida glycoproteins-based immunogens also results in curtailment of fertility in a variety of species. However, ways to overcome the observed oophoritis associated with Zona proteins immunization have yet to be discovered, a necessary step before their proposal for control of human population. Nonetheless, 
This is a very promising approach to control wildlife animal population. Phase 2 clinical trials of human chorionic gonadotropin-based vaccine in women have established the proof of principle that it is possible to inhibit fertility without any untoward side effects by vaccination. Further scientific inputs are required to increase the efficacy of contraceptive vaccines and establish their safety beyond doubt before they can become applicable for control of fertility in humans. One vaccine that is known to cause infertility is the HPV vaccine. However, new reports are walking back the dangers to young girls right at or just prior to fertility age. This is despite the fact that countries where the vaccine is given have witnessed falling fertility rates. Read more about this in this article titled Vaccine Boom Population Bust Study Queries the Link Between HPV Vaccine and Soaring Infertility. Now, Google Vaccines Infertility and you will find a plethora of media articles poo-pooing the idea that anyone is trying to control the human population by using vaccines. Well, the New World Order, which owns all mainstream media outlets to control what you know, is trying to do that, and it is very possible that a way has been found around the problems mentioned in the NCBI article or that they will just go ahead and lace the vaccines, the coronavirus vaccines, with HCG, which causes female infertility. By the way, the experimental stage of population control and depopulation is over. Whereas the New World Order used to experiment with African nations and in India... They have now taken their findings and implemented their plans worldwide. The experimentation is over. We are now in the throes of their population control and depopulation agenda. The reason for weaponized viruses, as found in the book of Revelation chapter 9, though, is because vaccines are not required. If laboratories can produce weaponized viruses that cause infertility and other health problems in people and death, and now the coronavirus can be credited with fulfilling at least in part, equalizing the global economy. The U.S. and other governments' stimulus payouts of equal amounts to all citizens under a certain income level is a clue that this is your equal pay under the new global government's laws. All people are equal financially in this new government. And they get to tell you what your earnings will be. Remember, though, what they're wanting to inject into you using the Rockefeller Gates coming COVID-19 vaccine. 
human aborted fetal cells, chicken embryo, canine kidney cells, mercury, aluminum, formaldehyde, just to name a few of the ingredients, along with possibly HCG. The nations moved ahead with the new agenda, Agenda 2030, in March of 2019, saying, Our planet has reached its limits, and we need to act now. We are delighted that the world has responded here in Nairobi with firm commitments to build a future where sustainability will be the overarching objective in everything we do says Executive Director Joyce Misuya. If countries deliver on all that was agreed here and implement the resolutions, we could take a big step towards a new world order where we will no longer grow at the expense of nature but instead see people and planet thrive together. However, first, and what she did not say, was that the New World Order was preparing to unleash laboratory-modified nature on humanity. Finally, while COVID-19 is changing the world, Israel is moving ahead, or not, with its plans. I will be watching closely this annexation, because as of today, June 25th, 2020, Thursday, nothing has been decided except that President Trump will soon make an important announcement about it. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.